What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is very obvious that Jews are very much under attack in America today. So why is the left protecting Muslims? This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, look, I have not really delved into the Israel-Palestine situation all that much. Like, I had to be completely honest, okay? Uh, I watched a YouTube video, uh, a 10-minute YouTube video the other day, basically uh, with the history of the Israel-Palestine situation. To tell you the truth to me, and this be completely honest, I don't know if it's PC to say this, I don't know if I'm in trouble for saying this, but to me, it seemed like literally a centuries-long blood feud that I'm not entirely sure why America is is dealing with, like, I really don't know for me. Like, if somebody else wants to explain that to me or educate me or whatever, please let me know. It just honestly, it doesn't seem like, it just doesn't seem like an American interest to me, right? That being said, I don't think it seems like American interest in terms of us sending money there and us doing all this other stuff and, and you know, the Nikki Haley's of the world frothing at the mouth of World War III. And I think Jordan, Jordan Peterson was just like, go ahead and like nuke him or something like that. Like everybody got really wild <laughs> for a couple of weeks there, okay? And I've, you know, look, I've, I've said what I think about that entire situation. I, I've said it myself, okay? I've said what I think about that entire situation, that Israel has the right to defend itself, the terrorist attack was awful, like all of this other stuff, right? Like like the, the pro-Palestine people, I think that a lot of these people are pro-Hamas, pro-terrorism, all of that other stuff. Two things can be true at the same time. Um, you can agree that Hamas is a terrorist organization. You can agree that uh, what happened 
when those people parachuted um, into Israel and killed those people was a terrorist attack. Like you can, you can, that is undeniable to me, but you can also have, have a lot of questions as to why specifically does America need to be involved in it? In particular, our taxpayer dollars, et cetera, et cetera. But that's neither really here nor there at this point. I've noticed something very interesting happening, problematics, and it is that now uh, the Biden administration, you know, Kamala Harris and, and, you know, Joe Biden, the rest of those fools in the White House have now, you know, all of a sudden they are they're starting this joint task force or something like that to combat Islamophobia. Okay, And let me bring it back on that a little bit. So there's this really, really, really great Twitter site called Stop Antisemitism that I've recently become aware of. I think that this site has been around for a while. This this uh, this Twitter feed has been around for a while. This X feed has been around for a while. But during all of this, they have started really putting people on blast for being Hamas sympathizers or Palestine sympathizers or going around tearing down the posters that people put up to raise awareness uh, in, in these posters. And you've seen this all over social media. It says, kidnap children from Israel, like all that other stuff, right? And so there are people that are ripping those down, which are obviously Palestine supporters, Hamas supporters, Jew haters. Take your pick. Like one, two, three, all of the above, whatever. And I noticed a funny little thing when you're watching all of these videos, and you've seen a lot of these people get canceled. Here in Miami in particular, uh, there are a couple of, uh, there was a doctor um, and an Instagram model, read probably likely OnlyFans. These two guys, these are gay guys, and they got caught tearing down these posters. And now, something that I noticed of all of these people that got popped by the Stop Anti-Semitism Twitter feed for either doing this or or posting horrific things about this on social media, all of this other stuff, is that these people all seem to be visibly, and by their name, Muslim, okay? This is objective. This is not saying all Muslim people or whatever. But objectively, when I'm looking at all of these people, they all are Muslim, okay? They're like the doctors that I've seen get fired over this stuff, the people that have gotten caught out there tearing down these posters, these are all Muslim people, right? Okay. And so when I see this, I realize there's one of two things, and I've spoken of, the, like we're at 200 episodes of this podcast, and I've definitely spoken of Islamic extremism in the past. A lot of these people are Muslims, okay? And one would wager that by looking at the vast majority of people who have been canceled and fired and all of this stuff for pulling down these posters or posting horrifically anti-Semitic things on their social media, one may gather that perhaps this group of people may not be a fan of the Jews. I mean, I don't know. You know, just you know, take a wild guess. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm just spitballing here, right? And another interesting thing about all of this stuff is that a lot of this pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine stuff is coming from the very far left, okay? And so now, what does the Biden administration do to this? Like, what is their response to this? Their response is not to condemn anti-Semitism, okay? Uh, because they haven't even censured, really, um, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and you know that they are notorious for all of this stuff. They've been getting called out for anti-Semitism for years and years and years. 
And every time, you know, even when Democrats had the House and all that stuff, they would never censure Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar. I remember Ilhan Omar in particular. They would never really censure her. They would just say, whatever little discipline that she got would be wrapped up in, oh, and we have to make sure people aren't being Islamophobic, okay? So now they're starting this joint task force uh, against Islamophobia, right? And so you got cackling Kamala Harris, you know, uh, announced this with some word soup on Twitter. And I'm, I'm not even going to play you, Kamala Harris, because nobody needs to hear what she has to say. She's an idiot. Uh, th- like, she's what happens when you fail up in the world based on she is an affirmative action hire. I will say it, it. Kamala Harris is affirmative action. And the reason why I can say that she's affirmative action is because all of the black women that make the quote-unquote backbone of the left, the backbone of the Democrat Party, basically put all this pressure on the world uh, on Joe Biden once he got the nomination to give the VP slot to a quote-unquote black woman. Although Kamala Harris is not black, she is biracial, um, the child of Indian and Jamaican immigrants, but whatever, she's black, right? Anyway, it would seem to me that the left is trying to divert the attention away from the anti-Semitism that exists in some capacity within the Muslim community. And it is being openly and freely expressed via their far-left fringe in a way that is so overt and so open, it would lead one to believe that this is pretty accepted thought within the far-left fringe. And so this leaves the Biden administration a bit of a pickle because they kind of have to acknowledge the anti-Semitism on their far left a little bit, but no, not really. No, 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 no. We need to pretend that anybody who says, who objectively points out that all of these people that are getting popped for anti-Semitism, that are being canceled and all of this stuff. And by the way, this is probably a longer podcast episode, but I am of two minds about the whole being canceled thing. First of all, like I railed against cancel culture. I don't think that it's good. I'm going to have my integrity at this point and say that I don't believe that it's great either way. But what's good for the goose is good for the gander because these people could not wait to cancel Trump supporters. These people could not wait to get people fired from their jobs and lose their livelihoods and have their entire lives destroyed because they either didn't take a shot or because they said something vaguely in support of Donald Trump or MAGA Republicans or whatever. Does anybody remember that whole period in which people were literally getting fired from their jobs just for saying that they like Donald Trump? Like, like, is our attention span that short? Because that was happening. So while I don't personally believe, like, I honestly do not personally believe that anybody should lose their livelihood or get canceled or lose their jobs or whatever for whatever their political leanings are, whatever their beliefs are, because it's America. I love seeing these people get a taste of their own medicine. And by the way, if you really want to break it down, I'm very curious as to how many of these, again, majority Muslim people who are, again, outwardly displaying their disgusting anti-Semitism and Jew hatred are even native-born Americans. I believe that that is highly unlikely. I believe that these people are likely 
even if they are native-born Americans, they're probably, you know, first generation, okay? Or they're on visas, which leads me into another question as to, and I had this question when we're watching all of these pro-Palestine demonstrations happen in American cities all across the country, and these people were, were dressing up in, 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 in I, I don't know, kefias, kefias, I don't, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, but it's literally, I saw this when I was overseas in Iraq, these people cover their faces. It like it look like terrorists, okay, riding on the top of cars. Like that's the symbolism. Like that is the visual symbolism that they're trying to put across there. And I saw these videos on social media. And then we see these people marching in the streets and we see this show of force in Dearborn, Michigan, um, the only Muslim majority city in the entire country. Okay, this is another thing that the left has been doing because before they started pumping this country full of illegal immigrants, they started creating little Muslim majority areas across the country with which from which the Ilhan Omars and the Rashida Tlaibs rose to power that is what the left did it is just there it's all out there <clears throat> i don't understand why more people don't realize this or notice this anyway so now that people are actively starting to wait be like wait a minute maybe there's a lot of there's a lot of muslims here that don't really seem to like jewish people and are they you know on visas are they native born what's going on here so as soon as somebody starts asking those questions ah oh, well you know the biden administration the white house ah oh, we are seeing a distressing rise in anti or in uh, islamophobia and we've got to combat that and we need a joint task force to do this. And we need more taxpayer dollars to do this. And we need the full force of the federal government to combat Islamophobia. And this is a scary thing because this is basically, and, and I tell you, like, looking at this stuff long term, we are seeing right now. And again, I don't know what this means for the 2024 election. We can all only speculate when it comes to that. But what I when I look at these things... What I see is this. I see the left imploding. Again, let me make this clear, problematics. I do not know that this means that they will lose, but I know that there are a lot of factions on the left that are imploding. And I'm going to break that a little bit more down after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So I was saying problematics, it is very obvious that there's a faction of the left that is imploding right now. It is very obvious that the Democrats' strategy, and this was the overall strategy of the Democrats, the strategy is this, was this. 
if we get all of these factions of the left together, and the only thing that literally brings these people together is the fact that they are not straight and heterosexual, okay? So we've got this coalition, the rainbow coalition of all these Muslims and all of these uh, LGBTQIA plus plus rainbow mafia folks. And then we've got all the Latinos and we've got all the blacks and we've got all these people over here. And they're going to be united because they're all not straight and white because the straight white people are the enemy, right? And all these people are going to love each other and they're going to think exactly the same and they're all going to vote for us. Because they think that we're the only people that are going to protect them. It's short-sighted. And what we're seeing right now is the implosion of this narrative on the left. It is the absolute implosion of the narrative. We see that LGBTQIA++ rainbow mafia politics do not coincide with traditional Muslim values whether they're quote-unquote moderate or not. And I believe that the quote-unquote moderate Muslim, I don't know how true that is. I don't know. I, I feel like that's like, I do not know that that's true, okay? Because the stuff in the Quran, like, is extremist. And it just is what it is. So if you're going to tell me you, you practice that to the book, then there's a little extremism in there, all right? These people are not going to play well with one another. You can only, here's the thing. And this is what the Republicans are, are starting to figure out. Well, this is what Republicans, I think, have figured out, which is why their fringe is, is pretty fringy right now. Like, you can only build a coalition that's anti-something so much, okay? These people, these factions of the left, the Muslims and the LGBTQIAs and the far-left feminists and whatever, they're not really pro anything they're just very much anti something they're anti-white or anti-straight or anti-jew or anti-whatever all right and so these people are going to start fighting all right and that's what we see happening right now um these people are going to start fighting with each other but i think it's very interesting that the left and the democrats are coming together to quote-unquote fight Islamophobia when they don't want to fight Islamophobia. I don't even believe, like, some people think that homophobia is a made-up term, and I agree with them to a certain extent because it's not necessarily, I don't know if it's a fear of gay people. I don't know if people are afraid of gay people. I know that some people have different beliefs, and these different beliefs may be rooted in whatever their religion is. So I have, I like, I will cede that much ground. I'm not afraid of Muslim people. I do believe that there's a lot of aspects of that culture and of that ideology and particularly of the Quran that are not compatible with Western society in a certain capacity, right? And so that's what breeds into the extremism and all that stuff. And, and when people start saying those things and when they go really hard on that, I mean, they need protection. Um, Ayan Ali needs protection. There's this guy on Twitter that I followed for a time. I don't think I follow him anymore. I haven't followed a lot of people, but he's the imam of peace. And so he's an imam, and he goes around, and he, you know, speaks out against extremism in the Muslim world. That man needs, like, a nine-person security detail everywhere he goes. There are threats on that. Like, they want that man dead. All right? The religion of peace. That being said. 
it's interesting to see the Democrats circle their wagons to try to protect, quote unquote, like to protect Muslims against, quote unquote, Islamophobia. And this is not about combating, combating Islamophobia. This is about policing speech. That is what this is about. This is about policing speech because on Fox News, Jesse Waters said this about Arab Americans uh, in the Muslim world. And this is, and I'm going to play this for you. And this is, you know, this says Jesse Waters goes on shocking rant about Arab Americans in the Muslim world. I'm going to play for you what he had to say. I want to say something about Arab Americans Mm. and about the Muslim world. I'm not going to hold your hand, even though I should, Dana. (laughs) We, when I say we, I mean the West and Western technology have created the Middle East. We made them rich. We got that oil out of the ground. Our military protects all of these oil shipments flying around the world, making them rich. We fund their military. We respect their kings. We kill their terrorists. Okay? But we've had it. We've had it with them. Obama, Trump, now Biden have tried to get the heck out of that stupid desert. Just as we're about to get out, because we have this great balance of power we're arranging, these crazy Muslim fanatics come in and massacre over a thousand of our allies and hold Jewish people hostage, hold Americans hostage. And so if you're an Arab American in this country and you rip down posters of Jewish hostages, of American hostages, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Someone is going to get punched in the face. When you rip down posters of hostages like that, this is absolutely not. And the New York Times... The second sentence, Greg, that I thought was even worse, whose suffering should command public attention and sympathy? So what they've done is they've now made suffering a commodity. Mm -hmm. They'll put a price tag on emotional suffering. You know, is it is it the Jews? Uh, Is it black teens, the Native Americans, the Palestinians? You know, who's suffered the most? And he who's suffered the most is allowed, as you say, a free punch. And so now they've justified violence to avenge suffering. And so now people are above the law, people are below the law, and that's making everybody crazy because we can't live in a country like that. And Now, to me, I listened to that, and it didn't seem like anything super unreasonable. Uh, what it seemed to me was like a request for, you know, for people to just be respectful. Like, I don't know. And honestly, uh, to tell you the truth, we have we have needed to get out of the Middle East for a very, very, very long time. For whatever reason, like, I don't know, like, we're still there. I don't know, whatever. Okay? But here's the thing. There is an element of fanaticism within that ideology and within, within what's going on. There is. Okay? And so I don't understand, you know, why we have an administration that definitely has no problem, okay, no problem at all, calling angry American, pre- angry American parents extremists. They have no problem calling white people that voted for Donald Trump or call themselves MAGA Republicans or whatever. They have no problem calling them extremists, okay? But it, it, as soon as you sort of point out the issue with extremism that honestly has taken more lives in America than any other extremism, okay, 
which is radical Islamist extremism that is found in, 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 in some Muslim populations, then all of a sudden this is something that this administration needs to go through great lengths to protect. I think it's gross, honestly. And so there's a couple of things going on here. And, I, and I'm telling you, this is when things start seeming a little tinfoil and things start seeming a little whatever. And I never thought that I would be this person that is just out here like wildly speculating. But I really want to know what is the goal here of Democrats on the left? What is the goal in literally trying to police any speech or thought when it comes to the Muslim, the Muslims that are in this country? What's it all about? Okay. What's it all about? There's a book that you guys should really, really read by Raheem Kassam called No-Go Zones. Really read this book. It is, an act, it is a work of journalism. This is fact-based. It is about places in the United States of America to this day that you cannot go into because they are under Sharia law. I am not kidding you. The cops don't even go there. There's a place in Brooklyn that's like this. This is 100% factually reported and honest. Absolutely. I would dare to, to wager, I wonder if Dearborn, Michigan is like this. I wouldn't feel comfortable going there. I wouldn't feel comfortable if I was, you know, if I was with somebody, if I was with, you know, a, a male partner or something like that, going and walking down the streets in Dearborn, Michigan alone, holding hands. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. The way that city is set up and the way all those free Palestine poses, it was thousands of people. You think I would feel safe going there? No. And the question even is, why do places like that even exist in America? What's the goal here? I do not know. One of the goals was obviously to create a Muslim-majority place like that, and, it, and it's through our broken immigration system, which is you know where we have the family thing where you know you get one person here, then they bring their entire family, then one turns into 10, then they start having babies and whatever. And the next thing you know, you're Dearborn, Michigan. And they generated that, they created that to get people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib into places of prominence. And there was a moment where the left was going all in on the pro-Muslim stuff. They were going all in on it. And there was this video I wish, like, if I was somebody that had an entire team together and I was really putting this together, I would tell them to go pull this clip of Nancy Pelosi back in the day. She's whispering at Chuck Schumer, like, oh, mention Muslims, mention Muslims, mention Muslims. As if, like, oh, these people, these are the new victim group. These are the new victim group. Like, like, you know, mention them, mention them, mention them. It's part of the plan, part of the plan. And so I really wonder what is the goal here? Is the goal not only to police speech of anybody that is critical of that ideology? Is the goal to sort of activate at some point these sleeper cells all across the country to do acts of terrorism against the country or to fight against the United States military if we ever get to a point as Americans where we have to do um, enforced mass deportation, which, let me tell you something problematic. I am not a crazy person. I'm not out here being radicalized. Like, you know, I live in the real world. And objectively, when I look at 
the way the immigration situation is going in this country when you look at the fact that by the time, if Joe Biden doesn't get reelected next year, even if perchance we get some Republican in office, whether it's Ramaswamy or, or DeSantis or Trump or Nikki Haley or whoever, there's still going to be, I believe the number is six to eight million more illegal immigrants to deal with. There will come a point in this country where there will have to be massive deportations enforced by the army and the National Guard. But wait a minute, we have an army that has been fundamentally systematically weakened over the past decade plus by woke ideology and the loosening of standards. But wait a minute, we also have cities all across the country that are populated and filled by God knows who, who believes God knows what, because they certainly don't believe in the flag. They certainly don't believe in America. So what is to make these people obey with the United States military when the military has to come in? Is the military, are we going to have a military that's prepared to do um, trench warfare in American cities? If it ever gets to that point, and God, I hope it doesn't. I have done trench warfare, okay? Not trench warfare. I have done guerrilla warfare. That means warfare in cities. You know, this is not World War II, okay? If something like this has to happen in America, if there has to be mass, mass deportation, it means that you're going to have to have the, the U.S. Army, along with state national guards, literally go door by door into these places, yank people out, process them, figure out what the paperwork is, and have a whole deportation plan, okay? This is, where, this is where we are at as a country, and nobody ever talks about it, but this is where we are. This is what the result of, this is the result of 40 to 50 years of unchecked illegal or unchecked immigration policies that are outrageous. And those legal immigration policies coupled with mass illegal immigration that goes crazy every time a Democrat is in power. So again, I'm not a crazy person. I just think about these things long term. <clears throat> and you like we don't have a Republican Party that thinks about things long term, but we certainly have a Democrat Party and we certainly have a left that thinks about things very long-term. These people think decades in advance. These people are thinking about, they're not thinking about 2024. These people are thinking about 2044. These people have plans in place for 2064. This is how they operate. This is how they work. And the most frustrating thing to me, as somebody that considers themselves right-leaning, conservative, Republican, whatever you want to call it, is that we always seem to be so flat-footed on this stuff. And I don't know what the I don't know what the the answer is. Because when you see how DC works, when you see how it operates, particularly on the Republican side versus the Democrat side, and I have had these frustrations as somebody that is a political figure and somebody that does want to create things that are more long-term goals. These people are not interested on the Republican side. They are not interested. These people are interested in nothing but 
donating political candidates or donating to the maybe three to seven grifting organizations that get the lion's share of the money, okay? And so that's where we're at. And so, yes, this, you know, this turned into a conversation about illegal immigration, but I need you guys to understand what it is that people are up against, because I, I really don't think that you guys understand this sometimes. And I like to think that because I've been doing this for five years and I have been in DC and, you know, I've been on Capitol Hill and I've done all of these things. I like to think that I have a little perspective on this stuff. So that's what we're dealing with. So this White House strategy to quote unquote combat Islamophobia, that stuff is not about quote unquote Islamophobia. I don't even know what that is. Okay. But that is definitely an attempt to shut down any conversation critical about the values that Muslims in this country hold. Are these Western values? How do they feel about America? Well, damn, I mean, if Ilhan Omar is the the shining example of how these people feel about America, well, we're in trouble, folks. We're in trouble. If Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, these are the two most famous Arab Americans in the country, if the way they view America um, is representative of the rest of the Muslims in this country, then we have a real real problem to address. And while I'm at it, I want to close with this. There's a lot of people in the conservative movement. There's a lot of people that have very large platforms right now that are kind of romanticizing Islam. And they're kind of romanticizing sort of this idea that, you know, these people have views on gays and lesbians and views on women's modesty and views on a man's place and all that other stuff, which in some way, shape, or form seem to be attractive to a lot of these conservatives right now. And I have said this before, and I will say it again. Be careful, conservatives. Be careful about letting the fox in the hen house. Because from what I've seen and the stuff that I'm seeing and some of the people with very large influence in this, this movement, what I'm seeing that are sort of becoming, oh, move to Dubai. Oh, move to Dubai. It's great here. Well, you know, we just have to adhere to this stuff. And, you know, if America was more like Dubai then, you know, I think Dubai is on to something. Be very wary of this stuff, okay? Be very wary of the Andrew Tates of the world who are very attractive in some ways in terms of their messaging, but is also very much in line with a lot of the Muslim in in beliefs of Islam that I believe are fundamentally incompatible with Western culture and Western civilization. I do believe that. So be wary of that stuff. It's something to watch out for. And when it comes to the left, I would tell them, 
to be wary of the allies that you are trying to build right now. Because, trust me, the allies that you're bringing in, they'll eat you last. All right, as always, thank you, Problematic, so much for joining me. You can download Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can always follow me on social media, on Twitter, uh, now X, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Rob Smith Online.